Welcome to Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms, a podcast by parents against vaping e-cigarettes or PAVE. I'm Meredith Berkman. I'm Dorian Furman, and we're the wrong moms. And we have two great guests on today's episode. In a moment, we'll hear from Dr. Jeremiah Mock, a professor at UCSF, who will talk about his research into the environmental impact of e-cig waste. But first, we're going to hear from a special guest, Morgan, who is an 11th grader and a high school advisor to a campaign that we're very soon launching and really excited about here at PAVE through our student initiative, Save Students Against Vaping E-Cigarettes. Vapes are trash. The idea behind this Instagram campaign is to educate young people and to activate them on the topic that no one has really talked about before, which is the environmental harms caused by e-cigarette waste, the plastic caps of Juul and other cartridge-based systems, the plastic of disposables like Puff Bar and Stig, the one-use products, and the liquid nicotine that is classified as hazardous waste. So Morgan, welcome. We are really excited to hear why you got involved with this campaign and why you think it's important for teens like you to understand the environmental harms that are potentially caused by the use of vapes and flavored e-cigs. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to participate in this um, discussion. And yeah, I was very passionate. I've always been passionate about helping youth and especially helping people that are my age. I'm 16. So this is a super prevalent issue in my generation and among my peers and um, in my age range group. And I was really interested in learning more about how teens, especially my age, are really manipulated by these huge companies and their marketing like Juul and Stig and Puff Bars. Um, and with this campaign, we're not only looking, not only our goal is not only to help youth protect them from these huge companies for their health, but also looking at a new perspective, which is the negative toll that e-cigs take on the environment. And it's been super eye-opening throughout this campaign, learning more about the um, huge amounts of e-cig waste and e-waste that are disposed every year. Did you ever realize, did, I'm sure now, you know, I walk around and I'm looking at the ground to see what, <laughs> to see what waste I see on the ground. Had you ever realized this before you really um, started looking and before you became involved in the campaign? I was totally shocked. I think all of this information was super surprising and it was very it was very interesting and honestly disappointing to see that 99 i learned that 99 billion pounds of e-waste are discarded every year and also looking at in my research looking at a recent study that found nearly 20% of litter at a california high school came from e-cigarettes which was seemed unbelievable but unfortunately it does make sense because Companies such as Juul and 
puff bars and and stigs are so vague and mysterious on how to properly discard their products, their single-use products. So it does make sense why you see vapes and jewels and stigs and puff bars on the ground all the time because no one actually really knows how to throw them out. Morgan, can you give us some specifics about the campaign itself and how young people can participate? Yeah, so basically the campaign is going to be based on Instagram and um the it's the, on this you, the first thing the first step in participating in the campaign is for a kid to follow the Instagram handle at students underscore against underscore vaping. And to participate, you will take an original photo of vape litter in your area. You can go to your local park, um, a parking lot, your school, wherever you think that there will be the most vape litter and get creative. You can post a picture of you. Obviously don't, we don't want anyone to be touching the e-waste or the e-cigarette waste, but take a picture of the things of your findings, maybe go and have, go with gloves on and pick up some stuff. You can make, take a video, you can make a TikTok, however you want to present your submission. And then after that, you'll post the photo onto your Instagram story using the hashtag vapes are trash and tagging at students underscore against underscore vaping. So we are able to track your submission. And something that's also super exciting is that um, in the end of October, we will draw three random winners from our participants to win a $30 gift code to this awesome sustainable sustainable brand NACO. And um, every NACO bottle purchase plants one piece of coral in the ocean. So um, we have a in addition to spreading awareness about this pressing issue, you'll also have the chance to win an exciting prize. But I really think that we took so much time and dedicated so much time to making sure that this campaign will be very teen friendly and easy to participate in. So I would present this to your kids that this is really a um, more of an awareness to get other people to think about how this is affecting our climate and really something that hasn't been talked about much before. I know that the environment is a big focus for your generation. Um, so this is something that will hopefully engage them. But do you, I, you mentioned before that kids your age are vape. Do you notice a lot of kids your age vaping? And um, what do they think about vaping now? I would say, unfortunately, yes, there are a lot of kids my age still vaping. And I would say from the ages of 12 to 18, still vaping, it's still a really pressing issue. Um, Unfortunately, because they've been so manipulated by these big companies like Juul and Stig and Puff Bar, that they're continued to um, be addicted and all these products are pretty easily accessible within, um, especially New York city and other cities to they're easy to get. So, um, unfortunately I would say that it is still a big issue because of the accessibility. And also recently, um, it's also becoming kind of a, a, um, an image, I guess that people are trying to, um, 
project with um, social media. It people some people are think think it looks cool to have a vape in your hand in a photo or a jewel. Um, it's becoming more of a visual thing as well. So I mean, you know, you've said it's it's cool and and a lot of kids are doing it and it's it's enticing and it's obviously the flavors. Um, are a big part of it. You know, the kids are really drawn in by the flavors. Do you think that this environmental connection will impact your peers because they are so focused on the environment? And if it's so dangerous for the environment, do you think they'll make that connection that it's really dangerous for them? Yeah, I think this environmental aspect of of something like this, of um, the dangers of e-cigarettes will be it'll provide a different perspective that will definitely encourage them to think because this is something that I, I feel as if has not been talked about enough because it is such a new issue. And we really still don't know one, the long-term effects that vaping and e-cigarettes have on your body, but also the environment. Um, and so, and how harmful it is. But I do think that in, especially in my generation, people are very vocal and active on social media about issues that they care about, especially about the environment. And I feel as a teen looking through my Instagram stories, I see when the Australia wildfires were happening, there were so many people being so active about that and posting how to help, how to fund, um, how to fund relief projects and et cetera. But I do think that my generation is definitely one that cares a lot about the environment and the future of our planet because soon it'll be in our hands and it'll be a huge problem for us. But I do think that this will encourage people to look back and think, well, if it's so it's so bad for the environment, it probably is really bad for my body as well. Morgan, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, Big Tobacco, Mess with the Wrong Moms. You gave us a lot of really good information and a lot to think about. And now we are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Jeremiah Mock, who is Associate Professor at the University of California in San Francisco. He's with the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Institute of Health and Aging. And he is focused his research on the environmental impact of tobacco and vaping pollution. The first question that we have is, how much do you think from your work, vape waste is having an impact, a negative impact on our environment? Thanks for the question. It's a tough question to answer at this point because there are so many um, unknowns. At this point, what we can say is that the science suggests that Given the contents and the components of these kind of products, that if they are disposed into the environment, they are um, likely to cause some environmental impact. Um, Certainly the plastic components are going to degrade into uh, microplastics, and there's increasing research showing that those could can be a concern in terms of uh, environmental impact and the human health. And we know that most of the items that are disposed of contain nicotine, and nicotine is a neurotoxin. 
Um, it's a U US EPA regulated hazardous substance. Products can contain lithium ion batteries. The batteries themselves um, are a significant fire hazard if they're crushed. And uh, so they could be a source of ignition. So these are, you know, the the thing, the main things that we are concerned about at this point. Is the manufacturer responsible for posting, you know, on the product or on their website what the specific rules are? Are they legally required to do that? As far as um, what companies are legally bound to do versus what what they should be doing. Some people have argued that uh, that manufacturers uh, under the principle of extended producer responsibility should um, be engaged in good stewardship of their products. But when you're talking about the tobacco industry, and when I say tobacco industry, I'm also including the vaping companies because now essentially they're, it's all one and the same. I think you have some more uh, problematic ethical questions to deal with in, in terms of applying this particular kind of model. What are the other models that would not allow them to slither their way forward, but would hold them responsible for the environmental impact. A company can say that they have a take-back program and, and then use that to publicize their corporate social responsibility activities. But if only 5% of their consumers are actually um, using the take-back program, which is something that companies typically don't disclose, then the result is you end up with something that people will call uh, greenwashing, um, which is essentially uh, representing to the public environmental stewardship that is not, in fact, really impactful in any meaningful way. It's interesting you say that because several states um, that we work with have been including vaping devices and e-cigarettes in their drug take-back days. Mm -hmm. And the caveat is that you cannot, um, they'll take it back and they'll dispose of it properly, but they won't take it back if it has a lithium-ion battery in it. Yeah. And you have to remove the lithium battery because it has to be disposed of in a very special way. But Joule's lithium batteries are built into the device, which meant that they could not take them back. But, you know, most stores that sell Joule's do not take them back. And then the fact that they're so small, many recycling plants will not take them back. So I guess the question is, who does take them back? And who would be able to recycle them? Because for the moment, it doesn't seem as if anyone does. Those kinds of devices um, were not designed, in my view, with any uh, foresight as to the end-of-life impacts, environmental impacts. They were designed to be easily manufactured and of a a particular size and that was going to be convenient for and attractive for users. The FDA now has uh, just 
close the period for receiving applications from manufacturers of e-cigarette devices for um, FDA approval. And as part of that process, they are required by law to submit uh, data and statements about the foreseeable environmental impact of the sale, distribution, and use of their products um, in the form of an environmental assessment. And one of the things that's particularly concerning to me is that it's unclear how the FDA is going to go about making a determination as to whether or not these products, in fact, represent a significant environmental impact if they are given FDA uh, approval and they're allowed to be used. If the year goes up and these brands are approved to be sold on the market, but there is no environmental um, uh, accountability or transparency, what can we do? Is there anything that consumers can do? Is there anything that, you know, parents or advocates can do? Can we force FDA to uphold a level of environmental protection for for, for our kids and for our environment? Anybody who's concerned about the environmental impact of e-cigarettes or tobacco products in general, the, the best uh, environmental policy is to eliminate the sale and distribution of these products entirely. In addition to just the health harms of youth vaping, you know, the environmental concern is something that we have um, been talking about and thinking about for a while. So thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for all of your work because what we do in the world of, you know, science and, and research um, is designed to provide the basis for um, people in our society and in our communities and the policymakers to improve our, our society and make it better. And so when you all take what we do and, and uh, use it in advocacy to inform public policy, that uh, you know, makes us in the scientific community very happy. Well, we're really grateful to have that information that we can put out there. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms. If you're a parent and you want to get involved, please check out our website at parentsagainstvaping.org. We need passionate parents to join our grassroots movement across the country to protect our kids from the predatory behavior of big tobacco. To get involved in local advocacy campaigns, please text PAVE, that is P-A-V-E, to 72572. Parents' voices matter, and you can make a difference. Do you have a teen or young adult at home that vapes? This is Quitting is a free and anonymous text message program designed to help young people quit vaping. Teens and young adults can text DITCHVAPE to 88709 to sign up today. 
That's provided by Truth, the National Youth Tobacco Prevention Campaign from our partner and sponsor, uh, The Truth Initiative. It's the first of its kind program that helps young people feel motivated, inspired, and supported while quitting. More than 150,000 young people have enrolled since the program launched in January 2019. The messages include evidence-based tips and strategies to quit combined with real feedback from young people. Again, teens and young adults can enroll by texting Ditch Vape to 88709. Truth Initiative also offers free text messages for parents who are helping their children quit vaping. I myself enrolled in this program as well and would get different ideas and tips to help support my son. You can join the program by texting QUIT to 202-899-7550 or by visiting becomeanx.org to sign up. To learn more about Truth Initiative and its programs, visit truthinitiative.org.